1: This is a true Canadian love story. We were meant to be together. I can't imagine my life without you. Honestly, he's a light of my life. It's nice to be in that tractor beam of love. I'm her biggest fan.
2: I think I knew I'd lost my heart again.
1: I knew I wanted a marriage
2: like that. Difficult roads can lead to very beautiful destinations.
1: Well, love is the most important thing. The mascara was coming all the way down her face and, and she looked up, she looked over and smiled and she had the nicest eyes I'd ever seen. It was like in a field full of people, everybody just disappeared.
0: Hi, I'm Nancy Regan. Today's love story belongs to Tamara and Len. Once upon a time, they were both single parents. His daughter was in her class, but this parent-teacher dynamic did not start off with high marks. After some bumpy interactions, it took a messy relay for charity to breathe life into their romance. This is the Canadian Love Map. Tamara and Len, welcome to the Canadian Love Map.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Yes, thank you. I have three kids and I have had some good and some bad parent teacher interviews, but nothing has ever come out of it. Like has for you guys,
2: (laughs) tell me this crazy story. So, I mean, I guess on my end, it was just the same old parent teacher interview. Right. Um, but what had happened was Victoria was a student of mine for four years. And, um, Throughout that time, she she liked to talk a lot about her single dad. So, <laughs> um, you know, I'd, I'd heard a lot about him and she had a lot of respect for him. But also, you know, like when she had problems with him, would come and would tell my friend and I about them and you know like I was kind of on the one hand I'm like okay Victoria you know you're you tell us about your single dad and you're always talking about how you want to find somebody for him but then you make him sound like oh my god like this is not a good sales pitch
1: She's a pathetic. <laughs>
2: right? you know every every time there's a problem was like, oh my dad this and that and right um and I didn't I didn't think anything of it uh, until her grade twelve year, as I said, we never—I never met him. I'd have had a few phone conversations with him, and they seemed reasonably normal. I was able to talk about her education and get to a common ground and, and move along. Um, but in her grade twelve year, she wanted to take a spare, and <laughs> he did not want her. To have only three courses. He wanted to have a full four course timetable. So I talked to him and worked it out that she would take the three courses and use her spare to work with me to make sure she was on top of her other courses. In Uh January, towards the end of the semester, she was. I I sensed
0: problems
2: (laughs) looming on the horizon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, unfortunately, I did not at that time because she came into my office and said, "My dad wants you to call him." <clears throat> okay. Now, first of all, normally,
1: yes, but but a teenage teenager's perception of what their parent wants, they, they, your, your kids don't do, the, do what you want at the best of times. I, so, <laughs> your, the, the perception of what really was said at that point was different. Okay.
2: Because I was I was a little bit like taken aback. Normally, when parents want to speak with me, they'll send me an email or they'll call me and say, can we set up a time to talk?
1: But see, I'm I'm old school and I don't do the whole email thing and talking to somebody on the phone is the way I communicate.
0: Yeah. Yes. But you can understand, Len, it does sound like it makes you feel like a little girl again, like, uh oh, (laughs) no, (laughs) my dad
1: wants to talk to you. And again, and again, it probably was something like, um, can you have Miss Gord call me when she has a moment? Yes. (laughs) Like something like that.
0: Lost in translation, right? right. Lost in translation. Broken telephone.
2: But so I guess that that kind of already had my hackles up a little bit. Um, So I called him and Victoria was in my office. And it became, in my opinion, a very loud conversation. My version of the story, I was not holding the phone anywhere near my ear. In fact, I was holding it an arm's length away and I heard every (laughs) word that Len had to say to me. Yes,
1: because the volume was up on your phone.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So Len was a little displeased because according to him, I had promised that Victoria would be with me every day during the spare. And I tried to explain why that was not possible and why I never would have made that promise
1: now I realize what. Yes.
2: Now possible. that he, he hears my stories every day, he understands why. But, you know, one of the big things was I didn't have um, a computer, an extra computer in my office. So if she needed access to a computer, I would have her go to another room where we had computers. And um, like,
1: right next, like door. right
2: next door. But, you know, I remember saying, I don't have a computer in here for <coughs> her. But if you'd like. I will make sure to get one just for her and leave it here so she can work right next to me. And he was like, Yeah, that's what I want. And I'm like, who is this guy? Like, what does he think? I don't think that went like that either. (laughs) Oh,
0: I like where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) What was your perception of it?
1: Come on. My perception, my perception of it was, you know, Miss Gord, you're doing a wonderful (laughs) job. You know, I really appreciate you know, and, and, you know, Victoria starting to get straight A's. I'm, I'm happy with all the work that you're doing. I think that was my perception of, of how that conversation went.
0: So you think there was just one little area? I you think she's tweaking.
1: overreacting. Totally.
2: <laughs> this is, this well, is probably, I still think the, it makes a good story. I was going to say, this is probably the biggest argument we've ever had. If you want to call it an argument in our relationship was how it really began.
0: I don't think that's unusual
2: for couples. <laughs> so after, after that, I you started, perse- no, just I did not pursue you. I I'm didn't, I was so mad at you. I was kidding. like, who is this guy? I'm like, uh, uh-uh. like this guy just has a lot of nerve. <laughs> and then I more or less tried to avoid talking to you. Cause I was so upset with you.
1: Right. You weren't calling me Len. At that I wasn't point. calling
2: you Len. I was not talking to you at all. And then in April it was parents night. So I decided to do the only mature thing. I saw him waiting outside. Oh, no, no, I take it back. It was parents' night. But you called me. Oh, this was a lot of... Yeah, he called me and said, I don't know which teachers I'm supposed to be meeting with or if I even have appointments. Can you can you <clears throat> figure that out for me? No, I, or something, I don't or can you think arrange that, that? Was the way that it worked either. So I've arranged the parent night for him and now I see him sitting there. So I just walked over and I went, Mr. Griffiths, I am Miss Gord. Like... A little bit snippy and you know kind of shook his hand and walked away and I was like that'll teach him <laughs> I don't know why I thought that, that was me making a statement but I was like there I showed him you, you you showed me um and then as far as I was concerned that was it it was done uh and then in May we had the relay for life
1: uh Victoria had put together a team for cancer Um, so they did their laps around the, around the track at the school, had team shirts made the whole, the whole bit. So I figured, well, I would like to come because I had lost my mother to cancer, you know, in 2008. So I thought, you know, this was a great way for, for Victoria to kind of, uh, remember her grandmother and, 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 uh, you know, that type of thing. So Mm -hmm. I figured I wanted, I wanted to go to support her. When did the two
2: of you run into each other that day that day? Cause he had taken the day off work and Victoria had asked for me to be on the team. Um, but even then, like we didn't talk really, no. we, we didn't really acknowledge each other very much during the day.
1: I was scared of you.
2: <laughs> we actually <laughs> didn't start talking till eight o'clock that night was yeah. when we finally actually had a real conversation. Okay, so what made the difference?
1: The the principal had, had, had arranged for the local fire department to come over with the big truck and put the, put the hose up and start spraying. And the kids, you know, kids and adults were running through the, the, the spray. So I didn't bring a change of clothes. So Victoria was like, oh, well, dad, do you want to come with me? and i said well victoria i'd love to but i i can't i don't have a i don't have a change of clothes with me and i'm like it, anyways then miss gord came came over and said i'll go with you
2: i hated i hate i hate going under sprinklers and things like that but victoria was so excited and i i did have a soft spot for victoria um so she asked and i said okay like whatever like i'll dry off not a big deal we'll go so you know, I went, I went through.
1: Yeah. And the two of them came up, they were soaked from head to toe. The the mascara was coming all the way down her face. And, and she, she looked up, she looked over and smiled. And I was, she had the ni- nicest eyes I'd ever seen.
0: Oh, that's such an interesting moment for her beauty to strike you.
1: Yeah. it, it was real. Yeah. It was like, it was like the, in a, in a field full of, Full of people, everybody just disappeared. I know that sounds a little corny, but <laughs> no, that's gorgeous. I love
0: that sentiment. And Tamara, had he made a better impression on you by the end of that
2: day? Yeah. So at that point, number one, I was I was really um, impressed with the fact that he had taken the day off work to come out and support Victoria. Like that spoke volumes to me. And then after I went through the sprinkler, it happened. Like my oldest um daughter was there but my parents were picking up my younger two and going to bring them after school to drop them off um and when they got there watching len with them really just like blew me away my little Mm -hmm. one who was nine at the time Mm -hmm. um she was she somebody must have dropped some coins in the grass and she just and, and she doesn't take to people as a rule but she walked over to len and she's like can you help me find all the coins they were like collecting coins together and he was giving them to her and i was just blown away that my my little one saw something in him and, and the way that he was responding to her it was amazing
1: yeah well, we made six or seven bucks <laughs> what was the best part
2: it was profitable <laughs>
0: This podcast is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers, Canada's largest family-owned jewelry store. They are proud to be putting love on the map, and the staff at Charm Diamond Centers are thrilled to be a part of your love story, too. So visit CharmDiamondCenters.com or one of your local stores. Love starts here. Okay, so how did this turn into a romance?
2: So... In the evening, um, there were luminaries. They gave us the, the paper bags and the tea lights, and um, we lined the track. And it was getting windy, so they kept blowing over, and I kept trying to pick them up. So Len came over and gave me like the best pickup line ever: <laughs> "If you put gravel in it, they'll stop blowing over." <laughs> and I think I don't know, like I, I I don't know why. I think at that point, I just said to him, like I I you know I think you did a great job. I know it's not easy being a single parent or right. And you've done a great job raising Victoria. And we just started talking. And one of the things that really struck me was I don't ever share my personal life story with, with parents at school. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started talking about, you know, my experience and what I'd been through previously and Len was sharing his story and how similar our experiences were so that was common
0: ground, but then you found out you had a lot of other things in common, right?
1: Exactly.
2: Yes. Um as we started to get to know each other, um for so both of us um really like wrestling, <laughs> which I think was something that Len never thought he'd ever find in in a partner. I don't know. Like it's not usual that your girlfriend goes. Oh, I went to WrestleMania. That you know, um, <laughs> right? We would go to the same concerts. Oh, I was you know the same one as you. I was sitting over there. You're sitting over there. So we we do. We have a lot of um, common interests in terms of what we like to watch. Yeah, similar and, tastes. You know, music and all those pieces. And what then- were your music similarities? Um,
1: anything, 80s rock music, um, early 90s, you know, she, she loves her Bon Jovi because and I think it, it, if, you know, the the, the tables were turned <laughs> and uh, Mr. Bon Jovi was single, I don't think we'd be having this conversation. <laughs> I'd be talking to, I'd be
0: talking to Tamara and John. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true that you also had a lot of coincidences happen as
2: your romance was blooming? Yes. I thought Len was full of nonsense. Half the time I spoke to him, every time we would talk, and I would say something, oh, me too. And I'm like, oh, here we go. So one night we were having a really long conversation, and I I don't know why it came up, but I was like, oh, my birthday's October 4th no way. And I thought my head, oh, here we go again. So I said, let me guess your birthday's October 4th. It was no October 5th. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy is so full of it. It's ridiculous. So, okay. You know what? Like show me your driver's license the next time I see you kind of thing. And the big joke now is I'm like, I don't know how he did it so quickly or how he got his birthday legally changed, but sure enough, right. October 5th on his driver's license. Um, and it was just, it was little things like that that really just aligned for us
0: i heard there was a lovely story about when you were driving in the rain
1: yes a coincidence story some would say it was coincidence
0: some would not
1: yeah we were we were actually decided to go up to aurelia um one of our one of our favorite spots um the kids love it up there too um anyways this this day was just Tamara and I so we uh, we we decided to drive up to Aurelia we, it was it was a relatively nice day when we when we left but when we started on the highway it started just pouring so you know we were just shooting the breeze chit chatting and for some reason she just turned to me and said do you think your mom would have liked me?" Just then the rain, I don't know, I don't know what was going on. It just, it's, there was a pause in the rain and then all of a sudden this great big rainbow had appeared and I looked over and I said, there's your answer right there.
2: I think I was speechless. I just, it, it was, it was remarkable to me. Wow. That's
0: extraordinary. Well, you had lots of signposts then, and you eventually got around to getting hitched, I gather, because I've seen some pretty fabulous pictures. Tell me about the wedding.
1: So we went up to, I had my friend Debbie, who was a ph- photographer. She did professional photography. I, I said to her what my plan was, and, and, um, can you accommodate this? And we want to go up the, um, uh, we wanted to get family pictures, um, anyways. Um, so I said, I'm going to do this at the same time. Uh-huh. Perfect opportunity to get engagement photos, right. As well as some nice family photos. Yeah.
2: So one of the, <laughs> one of the big jokes was when Len and I had talked about, you know, if we were going to get engaged, he had said, and and I knew that the kids were going to be there. So I I said to him, when you ask, be clear, I'm going to say no because I want to see what the kids reactions are going to be. (laughs) So they knew it was coming. I didn't know it was coming. Um, And at at one point we got to a spot and then Debbie said, and they they were
1: actually standing, standing away. Uh, They were all filming.
2: Yeah. So Debbie said, okay, it's just going to be, you know, like mom and dad basically right now. And we are there by the two, like the two of us by the water and Len, you know, says what he says, and he gets down on one knee and you know, will you marry I me? I think was a little
1: uncomfortable at the beginning. Cause you kind of were looking at me like, Whoa. Oh, cause he,
2: he looked so like the whole time it he'd been gross. fine. And then suddenly he had this look on his face and I looked at him, I'm like, what is the matter with you? Like, why do you look like that? Right. It was like, almost oh, like he was nauseous. and was going to throw up or something. Right. And I'm like, what is going on here? Um, So he gets down on one knee and he proposes and, I, and, you know, will you marry me? And I, without missing a beat, I'm like, nope. <laughs> right.
1: And all of a sudden the kids said, did she say, <laughs> no, actually it was Sierra. Cause that's the only voice yeah, you can hear. Yeah, on-
2: The others were dead silent. I think they were speechless. And Sierra's like, did she just say no? And of course, Len just goes to Mara, like, will you marry me? And I'm like, yes, I will marry you. Um, right. And it was, it was awesome. Like the kids, you know, started screaming. They came running over and gave us hugs, but it was just so funny because like for that brief moment, they were absolutely rendered speechless. They had no idea what was happening.
1: Um, but see, that's 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 the type of parents we are. You cruel, to, you cruel parents. To, you, like like Tamara was saying, if you're going to have your kids in therapy, you got to get your money's worth.
0: <laughs> oh no, I'm sure they appreciated the humor afterwards, and it'll be a family story forever.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Okay, so we're gonna jump to the wedding. Because yes. I really need to know about these special touches you had at the wedding.
2: So we, again, because of COVID, um, decided that it was going to be, we didn't want to wait for COVID to finish. Cause we talked about doing a destination wedding. We want to get married on a beach at twilight. Um, and when we realized that Fern Resort in Aurelia fit the bill and we could do it during COVID, we decided to, get married in our favorite place. So we went back to Aurelia for the wedding. Um, and we both were planning surprises for each other. And my poor brother was, yeah,
1: we drove, we drove her brother and my brother just yeah, nuts because, because we were trying to keep these secrets. <clears throat> I'd come to, come to, to Alan and, and David and say, well, this is okay. Can you guys accommodate this? I got to get this out onto the beach and she's doing the same thing. And we're, we're doing it all cloak and dagger and, and, of course they're not saying anything um
2: you know David's helping helping Al with so yeah so what I wanted to surprise Len with was I I was trying to figure out how to incorporate a wedding uh wedding oh my goodness a rainbow into the wedding because I wanted to and what I actually was hoping was that I could get like a rainbow machine something to kind of cast it over the the lake um but that was not coming to fruition so we spent a long time trying to figure out how to do a rainbow so that it was obvious what we were doing. Um, and I finally settled on having a canopy.
1: And I actually think that everybody on our street saw it before I did because they were doing it. We were, they were it in trying the street. to do it when I wasn't home out on the, out on the, uh, the, the roadway.
2: Yeah. So, and thankfully I did because I couldn't get it to stand up. And my friend from across street came over and he's like, you need umbrella stands, go get umbrella stands. And, and that's how that actually came to be. So, um, we had four mismatched umbrella stands, but it was great. We had a rainbow canopy so that we got married. Um, like basically for me, like with his mother watching over us. Mm hmm. Um, and that was my one. And then the second big surprise I had for Len, we both love Taco Bell and we had talked about getting a three flavored Taco Bell cake made. Um, (laughs) what I didn't tell Len was when I called the baker, I switched it out. My, my principal said to me, you know, why don't you make a cake that is reflective of, you know, where you met, (laughs) right? He's like your office door or something. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. We met on the track and then it just like kind of came together. So we actually got the three flavored cake. It's, uh, the back of my school building, um, on the track with two figurines. And then I had us eating the taco bell so that at least we had the taco bell still incorporated into the cake somehow. Um, and, and then that and was then your I wedding asked, cake. That is, that was awesome. our wedding cake. Yeah, and then I asked uh, the resort if we could do because Taco Bell up and really I think closes at 10 p.m. or something. So I asked if they could do like a midnight um, taco bar. So at least we had that kind of taco theme at the yeah. wedding. Was the cake a surprise to you, Len?
1: It was. Um, it took me a it took me a minute to kind of kind of figure out what was going on (laughs) and then and then once once I kind of really had a second to look at it I was like oh my god this is this is Thorn Lee it's really
0: sentimental
1: well the 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 nice thing is I could actually I I can actually say she's she's technically my high school sweetheart because I actually went to that school myself
0: you're just a slow learner It took you a few (laughs) years to find your high school sweetheart,
1: (laughs) right? And we didn't, and we didn't have the traditional, you know, here comes the bride going, Mm -hmm. you know, walking down to the, to the, to the, to the water.
2: Yeah, so we walked down to um, a Bon Jovi song and we walked back up to a Kiss song. Oh, I think you're going to have to tell me which songs.
1: So the Bon Jovi song was "Thank You for Loving Me." And kiss was forever.
0: Yeah, I think it's beautiful. And I'm really appreciative that you would take the time to share it with us. So thank you, Tamara. Thank you, Len. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you
2: for having us. Yes. Here's the love. (laughs) I'll drink to that. (laughs) Thanks
0: so much for listening to the Canadian Love Map. If you love us, please subscribe and share. We'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map. This podcast is presented and made possible by Charm Diamond Centers. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter. This has been a Podstarter production.